Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to continue our preview of the AFC. We're almost through all of the NFL here. Only two more divisions left. So today we have the AFC South, which, Jeff, are you excited about the AFC South today? Or eh, just a little bit? I mean, big Houston Texan, I mean, Jacksonville Jaguar, Tennessee Titans. I think there's more. I think <laughs> there's, there is. There is. There's, some, there's, there's some real potential here. There's stuff you're to, actually, to mind. There for is it. stuff to talk about here. It's, I don't know how exciting it's going to be, but I mean, really, the team we're going to start off with, the Houston Texans. I'm, I'm just, I'm still a little depressed, honestly about this whole situation because this should be Tony Romo. <laughs> this should be Tony Romo's team and I'm still shocked it's not. I I don't even I'm going to start the, like I'm going to start talking about the guys on here and I can't believe I'm still talking about Tony Romo. Really like man, I'm su- I'm surprised because I know the Texans they, there's no way they didn't want him. But now they got Tom Savage. Exciting, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, How what do you think this, of the what, guy? He can't be worse than Osweiler, can he? No. It's almost impossible. So DeAndre Hopkins. Let's just start because I mean Tom Savage, he's not fancy relevant. Well, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I do wonder this though. I mean, it does hinge on Hopkins, so we can talk about both of them. Yeah. If Tom Savage ends up being the starter, I mean, we haven't seen anything from him, right? He played three games yeah, last year. Yeah. He didn't throw a pick or a touchdown. He threw for four hundred and sixty one yards, so hundred and fifty yards a game about. So really as little information as you can find out about a person in three games. Yep. So do you think he's going to be capable of providing the kind of performance that Hopkins needs in order to I, get back to where he's I at? I think he could be good enough, probably, to... I mean, well, look what Hopkins had in 2015. It wasn't spectacular. And yet he could put up good numbers. What, do you have Hoyer out there throwing him the ball? And what, Mallet even? Was Mallet still there at that point? I don't even remember at this point, but... He still had good, he could put up good numbers with those quarterbacks. So I think Savage is going to be good enough. He's going to be better than Osweiler, where Hopkins could have a little bit of a bounce back. But I don't even know how cheap Hopkins is going to go for. I don't think his, his values drop, but I don't think it's gone. Usually it seems to be the way it works. You have one bad year. It drops you slightly, but not quite enough yet. So you're still, I feel like you're going to be drafting DeAndre Hopkins not quite at 2015 level, but not at 2016 level either. He's going to be in between somewhere. So you're still kind of taking a risk in a way, hoping he bounces back. I think he will, though. The guy's so good. He is, he's pretty incredible. And, you know, if he plays the full year, I mean, even last year, as poor as Osweiler played, he still had 950 yards receiving with four touchdowns, which is not, you know, not where Hopkins yep. needs to be for his talent level. But that is still pretty okay i mean the fact is you overpaid for him like crazy yep. and that's where people get angry but the year before that 1500 yards receiving with 11 touchdowns so even if you can split the difference we're talking 1200 yards with seven yeah nice and that, and that would be very very well i can worth. see that very easily i mean minimum of a thousand yards yeah seven eight touchdowns i don't see why he can't do that he could easily jump back up and be higher than that i mean i'm not down on hopkins really i just don't know if i it's a risk to pay the money to get him, I think. So I'm not sure if I want to do it, but 
if you do, I'm not. There's not. I, I have no nothing against anybody who wants to spend on him because I think he has the potential to be get that good. Probably in top ten receiver. He's. I don't know if I'm gonna rank him top ten receiver, but I think he's gonna. I think he very well could finish top ten receiver. He very, he's gonna be that at the end of the ten. I really think. I mean. He has the talent, but do you really believe that Tom Savage can throw? I mean, Hoyer did it for him. I mean, Hoyer's a little better quarterback, probably. But look at those numbers that year, and there wasn't the greatest quarterback. So I think he can. I think Osweiler was that bad. <laughs> and no, I do too. I'm very, very, I'm very, very steadfast about how how poor Osweiler yeah. played. So I, I think he's gonna have a bounce back. Don't know what exactly that is yet. So but. what do, what do you think he's worth? All right, what he's worth compared to what I'm gonna be. Yeah. Hmm. This is always tough for me. 25? 30? That's, so you think that's what you would pay or I how think, much he's I worth? I think I would go in that range, 25. Right, so that's I what you I, would pay. I think I'd go 25. So I don't. I, don't I can't I, imagine him going for 25, though. See, I, that, I think I'd go 25 with him. I, okay. think that's, I think that's good. That's the thing. I think that's good value. I really do. I, I still feel like he's going to be in the 30s. I feel like someone's going to fall in love with him. I see, that's the problem. It well, happens. I mean, what's not to love? Right? I, say, I just some, assume someone's going to pay for the bounce back. You're going to pay for that more of that 2015 number. That's what it's going to be. Yep. See, I could go up to 30, but I would be more comfortable at 25. And even that's not, I mean, not, really, if you get in a hard 30s spot. 30s is not bad either. No. It really isn't for the potential. If, if, you end up, yeah, if you end up having a bunch of cash left and, yeah. and you find yourself, well, you didn't get the running back you wanted or something, and, and the top tier guys are gone. Yep. You know, it's not the worst place to be. So, the other receivers on the team, there's really, I mean, Braxton Miller, I don't think he's going to be fancy relevant. Jalen Strong. So, there's really only one guy, Will Fuller. Yeah. And I'll just tell you right off the bat, I'm not a big Will Fuller fan. I'm, I'm he's not. He's this hit or miss guy. He's yeah. that Deshaun Jackson type we'll always bring up. He's going to have some huge games, and he's going to have some nothing games. He's, to me, he's, what, he had 47 catches, only two touchdowns. So he didn't even get the big touchdowns last year. And I'm he, not the big. Yeah. I'm not a big Wolf, Will Fuller fan. Yeah, it's because of how he finished. Because he started off incredibly hot. Yep. Two touchdowns in his first four games. His first two games over 100 yards, and then just and you know Osweiler was there too. So you gotta give him a you know take a little bit off. But even in the playoff game, which obviously we don't even look at. But Osweiler actually threw a beautiful deep ball to him and just went right through his hands. So, yeah. and that just might be the inconsistency of uh, of a rookie. You could put that up. He has a ton of speed. He's obviously going to have weeks where he does very very he's well. He's going to. It's just he's that type of receiver to me that he's not my he in my more conservative approach. Mm-hmm. I don't go for those boomer bust guys. I, they stay off my team because on the week I need him to fill in, I, I'm not guaranteed that he's going to get a decent score or a decent amount of points. He could have that. It could be the one point week. So he's just not a guy I'm going to play because I'm not going to start him, and I'm not going to feel comfortable on a spot start with him. So he's just he's not going to be on my team. There's there's just nothing. There's no way he's going to be on my team. He's, you know you know people in your league are going to like him. There's a few people that will. It's not like he's going to go for a lot, but someone's going to like him for a lot more than what I like him for. Because I honestly I don't want to. I wouldn't spend more than a dollar on Will Fuller, and that's not. I'm I just not a fan. I see a couple dollars on him, two I, I, or three. I, he should he should be that, but yeah, he does. He, he I'm comes not with spend it. yeah, he comes with a lot of danger, and he. <laughs> I think I would I would actually give a flyer on him if if yeah. the quarterback situation improved. I just I, I I don't know what to expect out of Tom Savage, so I can't I can't go on a limb for every single player on this team. I'm just never going to be comfortable playing him. It's it's never going to happen for me, and I so he's gonna I'm gonna avoid him and keep him off my team. So that's pretty much it for the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Those other guys, who cares? 
But what about tight end CJ Fedorowitz? I like Fedorowitz, <laughs> but he's he's a he's a streaming guy. He's a complete just one hundred percent streaming guy. He still he had fifty four catches. He's I mean he's okay for he's, he's okay for it. He's fine a for what he is, but there's a million CJ Fedorowitzes out there, and that's the thing. <laughs> he, he would have to make a big jump forward, and I don't particularly find that to be all that um, enticing. No, I'm going to be um, – there's other tight ends that I'm much more interested in that could jump up than him. I mean, I'd be, I'd, pro- I'd still be more interested in Ebron, you know, Austin Hooper, those guys we've talked about before. I feel like they have more potential. Fedorowicz is just – he's in that range where he's probably always going to be kind of playable but never going to be jumping up to that top-tier tight end level. So he's fine for those bi-week fill-in streaming type options, but – if Savage is no good, <laughs> then he's not really worth it. So, might as well move over to Lamar Miller already. Yeah, it's really the last guy you really have to talk to about. I'm, what, do you, what do you want to say about Lamar Miller? That's a tough one because I am very open about the fact that I never really got on Lamar Miller nope. bandwagon. I personally don't find him to be that attractive of a player. I know he had this huge mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, Kind of huge influx of support when he went over to Houston, thinking that he was going to yep. fill that role of Foster, and it never really happened. I, I realized once again, it, you know, Osweiler takes a little bit of the blame. But yeah, he did. He had one good season with Miami, and then he came over here, and his numbers aren't terrible. They're, he had a thousand it, yards. He he averaged four yards a carry. It's just he's okay. He's just kind of eh. he's bland. Yeah, he's boring in a way. His numbers are going to be okay. You know what I mean? It's just I think he's going to be fine for eight points. You yeah, know what I mean? He might he might have an uptick. He could. I, I think I think this year it could easily be a better year than last year. I mean, a thousand yards is nothing to sneer at. He had another two hundred in the passing game. Yeah, so six touchdowns overall. So there's definitely something there. Um, there's there's worse options out mm, there. If, yeah, exactly. If you, if I just your, think you're going to have to pay a lot for him. That's probably I was going to say if he's your third running back, sure. But he's not going to go no, for no, that. He's he, going as a running back too. You don't, yeah, high end running back. I don't want him as my running back well, too. And that you know, it more goes towards the fact that the running back is so thin that you end up paying a lot more for these types of guys, yep. and that's why I don't like him. It's not because he doesn't have talent or speed or whatever it may be. I don't think he's on a particularly great team for him, and I think that your value would be well spent somewhere else. Yep. Um, honestly, it's kind of funny, but I know we just crapped all over Jeremy Hill in the past podcast. But I could get a guy like that for way cheaper and feel much better about starting him as my running back three. You know, as much and then all of a sudden I have 10 TDs anyway, and it makes up for the, the yardage. As much as I said I was completely done with Jeremy Hill on the last show, uh, I'd probably be more comfortable with paying a cheap price for and having Jeremy Hill over Lamar Miller. Right. I mean, I, would I, you rather I, pay 20 for Hill or 35 yeah, for see, Miller? I, Miller, is, I think... Miller is not going to be just some. He's going to be okay. He's just he's okay. If I can, I'm saying like, and you, you have to pay for the okay. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what that's I don't want to do. I don't thing. want him as my running back too necessarily. You could go. You could be much worse. He's going to be consistent enough. Where if you have very good wide receiver core on your team, and you have a very if you have a good running back one, and you have very good receivers, then having Lamar Miller as your running back two is probably not a bad option. But there's other. <laughs> I pay nothing for Isaiah Crowell. Mm-hmm. And have him as your running back too. His numbers aren't going to be much worse. That's where I'm. That's where I'm at on that. Because to me, it's almost like a couple of seasons ago, he's going to put up numbers like Jonathan Stewart did. I remember I had Jonathan Stewart like as my RB two, 
I think I can see very similar numbers to that, and I didn't have to pay anything for Jonathan Stewart. So I don't want to pay for that guy. I like that guy on my team. There's nothing wrong with it. I just I don't want to pay for it. And you're going to have to with Miller. So, yeah. the, And I do have to – I'll say this. For the everyone listening that is a Miller fan, they obviously they're not going to have a prolific throwing offense, right? So you're going to have to run the ball. A lot of games last year he went for – or, you know, 20 carries. Mm-hmm. If they give him 20 carries, there's no doubt that he will be startable. What was what, what was his touchdown numbers again? How many did he have? Uh, he five? had five. Okay. Five rushing, right. one, right. one receiver. I want to move from Houston to Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. How much better is Lamar Miller than Frank Gore? Frank Gore, 1,000 <laughs> yards, just over 1,000 uh-huh. yards, off 260 carries, 3.9 yards per carry. What? Lamar Miller's 4.0? Yeah. Four touchdowns. What's the difference? Price, right, <laughs> and age, right. <laughs> Still, yes, Frank it is. Or at age. some point, you but, do expect. It's not, maybe not even Frank or necessarily, but that player is not worth what Lamar Miller goes exactly. For. You know what I mean? Because of his, because of Lamar Miller's yes. perceived, yes. perceived that's, value. But that's where, like Frank Gore, maybe won't put up those numbers this year. He might not be. But even he, he maybe. But how will. much you have to pay for Gore? Nothing. Yeah, that's, you're like 10, 15 bucks. See, top, that is tops. right there. So that's basically my, my Lamar Miller point is. You pay what you paid for Frank Gore in this year, or Jonathan Stewart the year before. That's what you pay for that guy. That guy's fine. I'm fine with that guy. He's yeah. my running back two, possibly running back three for running, sure. Yeah, running back two in the first but half of the season. Running back two, yeah, with running back two with a bunch with a very strong team. Yeah, that's, and that, that's, that's the, the difference. I, yeah. I, I would rather go, and you know the the way me and Craig both I, I think we would agree with each other on the way to build teams is you have a few people yeah. that you just know are your studs that yeah. you can plug in this is my wide receiver one my RB one yep. I'm very happy with these two tight ends that kind of deal and then everyone else has to be valuable for what you're going to use them for yep. I just would not have a place for Lamar Miller paying thirty five forty dollars yep. I, I would much rather get Forte and then I'm sorry, Forte. I'd rather take Gore and then also take a younger running back. Hopefully the running younger running back hits, yep. and then I can ride Gore for as long as the wheels don't fall off. Yeah. I'd so, much rather do that. So Frank Gore, this is he's interesting. Can he really do this? Those are okay numbers, and if he could do that again, that's well, fine. Touch How many games has he played in the past, like, say, five seasons? Let's see, Frank Gore here. His last five seasons, I want to go back for the last five seasons, he played 16 games, 16 games, 16 games, 16 games. Boom! You know the... <laughs> His last six seasons, he's played 16 games. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. And I realize he is getting pretty old. How old is he right now? He's 33, I believe. (laughs) Let's see here. I know he's at least 33. I don't know if he turns 34 before next year or not, but he's at least 33. So we're we're playing with fire a little bit. I I realize that this... I'm not a big Frank Gore fan. But this is... You can get a guy like this who is going to be consistent. Here we go. Position rank for fantasy. This is just... I mean, this isn't even regular. So this is just whatever. This is I'm, this is from Pro Football Reference. I love that site. But they just this is what they put for his position rank. So the last let's go last six seasons here. So starting in 2011, he was the 12th running back. Then he was the 11th. Then he was the 13th. Then he was the 17th. Then he was the 12th. Then he was the 12th. That's an RB two. Yeah, an RB two that you can get for RB three, yeah. RB four. I mean, numbers. before that, go better. He was the 19th. In 2010, but he only played 11 games. Before that, he was five, thirteen, nine, four. He's always there. I mean, those were his prime yeah, years. And don't you remember? He's not going to. No, he's not going to bounce back. No, like, this we're not, like, not going to return no, to glory. We're not like saying, man, this guy's amazing. Not, but, but if he can be a top 20 back for yeah. for the price that you can get him for, oh my gosh, his absolutely. numbers are just so consistent. He's always around that 
the last four seasons, really, he's around that four yards per carry. The last three years, he gets four, six, and four touchdowns, and right about a thousand yards. But you don't have to pay for this guy. Yeah, and that's what I love. I don't care if he has a crappy yeah. average. If the wheels come off after six games, and I get my touchdowns, yeah. I get my yardage, I can play him as an RB three, and then I have to figure out something else. I could easily pay ten dollars for that. With Frank Gore, how can you say? How can you predict he's going to fall off? He, every other uh, running back should have done it by now. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the, as soon as you say thirty four, you're like, should, ah. he should have fallen off by now. So he should have. What's yeah. to say he can't do it in his, when he's 34? What's the difference between 33 and 34 at this point? Like I, I can only assume they are going to draft a running back. Yeah, I think so too. I, I do. this is the perfect year to do it for him. Yeah, I, and we'll eat into it, but that's actually even better. I actually kind of like if yeah. they did get a running back. because yep. they're not going to stop using Frank Gore altogether, yep. and I guarantee he would be worth nothing yep. to most people. Yep. And I would definitely scoop him up in every. Yeah, and see, this is. <laughs> There's other Frank Gores I see. That's why <laughs> go back to Lamar Miller. Pay for the Frank Gore. Don't pay for Lamar Miller. Find a Frank Gore out there. I don't know who necessarily it is right now, but yeah. And when you say pay, he means the nothing. lack. Yeah. The pay, lack pay for, of pay for nothing. That's that's why I love players like that. That's why I've always loved like Larry Fitzgerald because yes, he, he falls off. People are always oh, not. He he has this stretch where he's great, and then he kind of falls off. But you know, what? I didn't pay for that. I didn't pay for what he did at the beginning of the year. Everything else, that's just a bonus. And then at the end, he's he's the six to eight to nine, ten point guy. It's like okay, that's what I paid for. Exactly. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not paying for the player he used to be. I'm playing for the player he is now, and, and that is the undervalued player. And I like those kind of guys that I think are going to just they're going to be consistent. And Frank, I think Frank Gore is worth ten bucks. Yes, this year, if you can get him for that, and he's not going to be your. Especially if they don't, if they don't add anyone. Yeah, you you best believe I'm getting um on every single one of my teams, and I'm gonna laugh all the way to the bank because I can even if he ends up being on my bench the entire time, or if he gets hurt after seven games, yep. it's not gonna matter to me. No, and he could be he'd be your third running back max. That's like yeah, and I I like that because he's and you know you're gonna be able to get you know four games out of him guaranteed like. Yep. And no one, because no one is excited about Frank Gore going into the ref. Not one person is excited about it. No. And even I'm not. <laughs> no. I just like value, and I think that's yeah. good value. But I am excited about some of the other players on this team. Andrew Luck, we can really don't have to talk much about him. He's a quarterback one. He's a top five quarterback. Yeah, he's a, I he's think a he's going to put, a, he's gonna put great numbers, most likely. How great they are going to be, I don't necessarily know. They could jump up, but I can't predict what he's going to 100% do. I I think he's going to be very good. I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what that yeah. level is. If you're yeah. gonna, if it was on me, if I had a guess, I think, I think all of his numbers go up this year again, including, including maybe interceptions. But I think mid thirties for touchdowns, and I think probably mid, mid, yeah. you know, four thousand, forty five hundred yeah. yards. I, I think that sounds pretty good to me. And I think that could, and he could easily go above that. The weapons he has, if they really took care of the line, like they're, you know, kind of said they're improved on. Yep. If he can stay upright, I mean, this guy has always had all the talent in the world. There's nothing holding him back. Hopefully so, he's healthy. That's yeah. it. It's health. But it's health. you're going to have to pay for him once yep. again. And yep. if you really want a quarterback and you like this guy, I would, you know, go for it. All right. Now, the wide receiver-wise, the player I'm actually more excited about is Dante Moncrief. Only because, you're, I'm assuming because it's, you think people are forgetting about him. Yeah. Did you, because you're going to have to pay for T.Y. Hilton. The funny thing is, Dante Moncrief had more touchdown catches than T.Y. Hilton did last year. That's pretty unbelievable. Right? Isn't it? I honestly did not know that until I just looked up the stats here. So, I was already on Moncrief before this. He only had, what, 30, 30 catches last year, Moncrief, in nine games. He had 30 catches in nine games. He caught seven touchdowns in those nine games. 
Well, yeah, he catches like well on his way to 12, 13 and catches. That's the crazy part too. He, wow, well, he he missed. I'm trying to think. Oh, he missed uh, pretty much the beginning of the season. Yeah, but since he came back in week eight, he scored in every single game except for one, where he didn't record one catch. So you wonder if he was like hurt again. He didn't score two in any game, so that's how no. consistently he was involved in the game if plan. It, if it wasn't for the touchdowns, you look at his numbers and be like, oh, this is terrible. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's touchdowns are everything, though. So in, the price is low. And you know that all those numbers are going to improve. I think I so. mean, he only had 30 catches. Okay. So he was averaging 10 yards a catch. I mean, that's whatever. You played nine games, and in your middle, yep. of your, you played the first two, and then you played the last half. There's just no way to get into the flow of the season. All right, now tell me, T.Y. Hilton's going as a wide receiver one. Tell me if you really think T.Y. Hilton's numbers look like a wide receiver one should be. I don't know if they necessarily well, the yards do. are there for sure. The yards yeah, are I mean, there. Absolutely. Yes. He is not, he's, an, he's the he's the, back the end. But he's the back end. But yeah. do you think, if if he could get those touchdowns up, he's obviously top, he's a top tier. Well, But he doesn't. I, he hasn't shown that. True, yet. but I, I just said, and so I have to stand by my word, I, I really you do think You think it's just going to go up overall? I, I think everyone's will. I, I don't think they discriminate who they I throw mean, to. He throws to T.Y. Hillen a lot. And if Don, if Moncrief is across from him now, it only stands yeah. to reason so you that he might have a little cushier of a opportunity. If you look over his career, went, touchdowns-wise, went 7-5, seven, 7-5, five, seven, five, 6. So he's never more than 7. He's always but. I mean, Last year was the highest he's ever had for yardage. That's true. Those yards are great. And his his yards per catch is 15.9. Moncrief is only 10.2. Yeah. But 90 but, compared to 30. Yeah. I still like Moncrief because I this, he gets a touchdown. So. I do too. And the thing. He's such <laughs> and a once again, price. it's because of the value. It's Moncrief, his, his stock still might rise. So it might be not worth it. But. T.Y. Hillen, I would love to have him on my team. I'm never going to pay wide receiver one money for him. That and so that, just, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest though, that is a complete. Uh, that's just me being me biased. But I don't we, know why we though. were like this. I think even last season, every time we end up putting T.Y. Hillen, we put him in our ranks round where he, in the seven eight, and we we're always like, ah, do you really? But that's where he, that's where he belongs when you look at it. Yeah, it is. It, it is where he belongs. He belongs at that bottom in the wide receiver one. But that's how any of these teams work. Yeah. You always want a guy who's a. Board, at the end of the wide receiver one, you'd love to have him as your wide receiver two. It just doesn't. Yeah. If you do the perfect draft, it works out that way. Yeah, but and I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a wide receiver one back end, as we said. But if you're going for one of those guys, if you're not going to pay for one of the top five, really, it's whoever you feel more, most comfortable with. Yep. Me, I don't feel comfortable with Ty Hillen, so I wouldn't pay that kind of money for. But if if you do, I, there's no risk here. Yep. He he usually stays healthy. He's on with a great quarterback. His numbers are phenomenal. His yardage will be there. I, I don't think you can go wrong. Any interest at all in Philip Dorsett, or do you think get, this guy's a bust? Okay, he. <laughs> how many how many years can I be on someone's bandwagon expecting them to blow up? <laughs> um, so I mean, the last two years, I, I I really liked his opportunity. You have a speed guy that's on a great mm-hmm. offense. Last year, I, I drafted him, um, and just blew up in my face. He played 15 games, just never really got it going, especially when Moncrief went down. I thought I had mm-hmm. the golden goose. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So for me, done with him. I am. I'm, I'm done with him. He, he burnt me last year. He just he showed nothing. That, that's what surprised me the most. There was nothing there. Any interest in Kamar Aiken, who is now a Colt? Um, no, I'll be honest. Nah, right. not really. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a fine player, but. I'm not no, excited about him. I'm not really there. He's just he's there. And he's yeah, a, he's I, a I guy. feel like, and yeah, even more so. <laughs> if anything, Philip Dorsett and Kamar Aiken, 
they're going to just leech off yeah. each other because you know Hilton and Moncrief will get their opportunities. Those yeah. guys will fight over what's left. All right, now Jack Doyle is now the number one tight end there and probably going to get all the catches. He's intriguing. But I look at his numbers. His numbers are hard. It's hard to say for sure because Dwayne Allen was there. But you look at his numbers and it's like, okay, this is C.J. Fedorowicz again. 59 catches, 500-some yards, five touchdowns. He's every other tight end I feel like we've reviewed in the last two shows. True. But but that's different. There was Allen there. Yes. There was Allen and he's on a much better offense with a much better quarterback. I like Jack Doyle. I like the potential for him to have a big year. He's a guy that you can probably get for nothing. Yeah. He's. I would probably. I would feel very comfortable if he was my tight end going into the year. I would too. Absolutely. And usually with any of these guys, I'm gonna stream a bit. Um, I think he has a bigger upside than a lot of the other ones. I think so much so he could he could backdoor his way into being a tight end one. He could. That being said, even back in tight end ones doesn't mean you plug and play them all the time. Yeah. So know that. But I do. I like Doyle. I think he's in a good opportunity. I think he can. Uh, I think he could improve on all of his numbers, and he he scored five last year. Yep. With you know, like you said, with Allen and uh, a team that couldn't really keep luck upright. Yep. So he could easily jump that number up. Yep. So that's pretty much all I got for the Colts. I don't think there's really much else nope. there. Yeah. No, no one else I want to talk about. So we're gonna move to the Jaguars, mm. and this is an interesting team. Because there's. A lot of talent. <laughs> a lot of this is going to have to do with what happens in the draft here. So, this show is coming out. It's If you're listening right when it came out, it's Thursday morning. The draft's tonight. We don't know yet what they're going to do at what. Number four is their pick here. Some of you might be listening to this after already the draft happened. So, you already know and we're sound like idiots because we don't know what's going on. It's I've heard Trubisky, actually. I've heard... That's I've heard that little I've heard Watson I've, I don't think it's going to happen but I've heard there's I can't remember who the reporter was or whatever he said he was like ninety nine percent sure something they're going to draft a quarterback one guy said this it's a little crazy I think to me it's a terrible idea the every the more logical thing I see out there is Fournette I see a lot of Leonard Fournette going to the Jaguars I wouldn't mind that that I mean because is Yeldon and Ivory going to do it Ivory's eh, no. Yeldon's not. He's not. What has he done? He's. He was. We were excited about him. What? His rookie year two years ago, thinking maybe he's going to be a kid, do something. And he's been just very. Just. He's like every other just borderline average running back. And he's never going to be. He's not Leonard Fournette, basically. No. He's not Leonard Fournette. Uh, yeah. Leonard Fournette is, as far as we can tell, is a very, very. High level athlete, very very. It feels like as long as he stays healthy, he's a, he's a can't miss prospect as far as running back yep. goes. Doesn't mean he's going to be Hall of Fame, but it means that for the next five years, you are set as someone that can produce at that. And I feel like this could be a very good landing spot for him for his fantasy value. I, I do too. I, I think this would be. He'd I think be, the scheme fits very he'd very be, well. Sure thing, he'd be the number one guy. Obviously, that means they're giving up on Yeldon and all that. It's just Bortles. Is what's Blake Bortles? The thing with Blake Bortles, he's good enough to make Fournette. Um, people can't just load up the box against Fournette. Blake Bortles, I don't think he's a great quarterback. I mean, not great. I don't even think he's a good quarterback. But he's good enough to throw the ball around and make something happen every once in a while. He always had these garbage time points. He's going to throw the ball around so he can make defenses honest. But Bortles, he's an interesting one. 
he's playable. Be, not because he's good, he's playable a lot of times because he could throw. He'd end up putting up numbers some weeks. I know, but I don't understand the. I mean, he had a huge regression. Yes, he, that, a from, lot of us saw that coming from I think. 2015 <laughs> to 2016, and rightfully so. But it was painfully huge. I mean, yeah. he goes from 4,400 yards and 35 touchdowns, which is a great year, to 3,900 yards with 23 touchdowns. I mean, 12 touchdown difference is huge. With almost the same amount of interceptions, uh, I can understand why they soured on him. But at the same time, I feel like he's only three years in. I feel like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not sure why this, why they want to jump ship so quickly. I, I think you give him. I don't. I'm not sold on him, but I think you give him another one more year. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you're going to find it in a new quarterback in this draft. No, um, I don't know, but it, is. If he doesn't return to what he was two years ago, does Allen Robinson even have a shot? He has a shot. <laughs> he doesn't have this a shot is, to be what he this did is that the year. Big, Allen Robinson from 2015 to 16. He had 80 catches in 2015. He only had seven less catches in 2016. That's it. That shouldn't be that bad. But the yards went from 1,400 to 883. Incredible. Over 500 less yards. And touchdowns dropped from 14 to 6. I don't I, I, I don't even. What I mean, was it all garbage? Was it so much garbage time touchdowns and so? I don't believe it was necessarily. Like you can't just catch fourteen hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns and not be a big time receiver. That's just not. There's there, there's no way that's a complete fluke. I can't see that being a complete fluke. And the weird part is it was just the up and down nature of it because he still had a couple of games where we're like wow he, he really can get up and play and, and do all of that type of stuff that he, he showed started off so slow and then you know near the end of the season the you know week 16 he goes off for nine catches 147 yards and you're like I, I just feel like the offense changed so much and I think teams got wise to it too they don't want to let him burn them they won't let them take the top off the defense and I mean after him you know, you have Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee. You have a lot of good athletes. Yep. I think they said, heck with it. If someone else is going to beat us, that's fine. We're not going to let Alan Robinson do it this year. I don't think his talent is any less. I don't think he is a complete bust. I think his numbers will – I think they'll kind of get back to where they should be. That one year is probably a fluke, right? 14 touchdowns is ridiculous. It's, yep. it's out of this world. And the the yardage as well. Um. Will he be a good wide receiver? Yeah, I believe so. But it's the question is, where is his price value going to actually fall? Because last year it was out of control because people were expecting the same numbers. Does this bring it back to a place where he is worth that kind of money? I th- Okay, I, have a hard, I, I don't know what to think about Allen Robinson like this. I don't feel like people were ever sold on him 100%. No, I think everyone thought his numbers were going to go were down be good. because like, of how yeah, monstrous they were. In, but not this. I mean, not so this, this isn't to me. No one was ever as high on Robinson as they were Hopkins. So I think he's still gonna he's gonna be lower than Hopkins price. How I don't know if it's low enough. I think it's I don't I think it's gonna be surprisingly lower than people might even think though. I think it's gonna be twenty is easy, right? I don't think there's anybody out there. It's like just this massive Allen Robinson fan because no one sold on Blake Bortles. No one sold on Jaguars. Yeah. No one. People are probably less. Confident in Bortles, I think, and Tom Savage in a weird way. Which, because Bortles, you just don't know what to expect from him. He could just throw pick after pick after pick. 
If that if that's the case, I he's I think he's he's a very high upside guy. Yeah, that you can and I'm going to be money. very interested in Robinson. I'm going to be watching that price, and if it stays in the twenties, and he's going to be my wide he'll be my wide receiver three. So if I can get him in the if I could get him in the twenties, I think I would go for it. Low twenties, I would go for it right away. I I just feel like there's something there from Blake Bortles. I don't know why. I don't think he's that good. I just feel like that he's one of those guys that's going to put up some kind of numbers. If they have Fournette, I think that just adds another dimension to it where they have to respect the running game because they didn't have to respect Yeldon and Ivory. No. So I think that just adds something to it. And I'm going to be very intrigued by it. I'm very just interested to see what happens with Robinson, and I like him. I, he's going to probably be ranked up for me higher, I think, than other team, than other people rank him. I've been noticing this as I'm kind of putting together early ranks. I see him. I see myself ranking him slightly higher because I just like the potential there. So, are you excited about any of the other receivers? They, I mean, they are. They're intriguing because they are very, very good athletes. And you saw what they could do. And once again, this is going back to 2015 when this whole offense was just going gangbusters. But I mean, Alan Hearns in 2015 had a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Okay, what was going on that year? Yeah, exactly. Jeez. I know what what changed that much. I mean, I know their defense is much better now. Maybe they're trying to control I'm not the ball an tempo. Hurts I don't know at all. I'm I'm really not. not. But I at the same time, he's and he only played 11 games last year. He had uh, almost 500 yards with three touchdowns. So the fact is, if healthy for an entire year, he would produce worthy numbers to well, put him on your bench. I, I think Marquise Lee is going to keep taking away some of his numbers. Lee's numbers, if you actually look at his stats last year, I think they'd surprise you. How 63 catches, 851 yards, only three touchdowns. I was actually a little surprised by those numbers. I knew he was getting an uptick, but that's actually pretty solid. That's, a, that's some solid numbers. Yeah. Maybe he's going to keep taking away from Hearns, but either way, I'm not excited about Lee to play. I'm not excited about Hearns. That's pretty much what that means. I think Allen Robinson will get his numbers one yep. way or another. As ugly as they were last year, at least they were something that were yep. playable, definitely. Um, it really all is going to you know, hinge on Blake Bortles and if that offense can get back to what they did. It doesn't seem like they, they didn't play the same way last year. I don't know what you can blame that on, coaching changes or, or schemes or the fact that the running game was kind of in the tank. I don't know. So this whole... There's a lot of interesting athletes on this team, but the whole thing scares me a yeah, ton. I, I want them to get Fournette. That's pretty much, I think, going to change the whole landscape for him. I think Fournette's the guy to get in this offense. Could be something to be excited about if Bortles can make some kind of jump. But you see a lot of quarterbacks that do jump, that do get better at this age, and even he's not even too. He's not to a level. He's not in that peak quarterback age yet. He's not there even. No, he's so still he's just, young, and he's got all the measurables. I, he must have really made some mental errors where the coaching staff is starting to doubt him because he's only 24. He's 6'5", 239 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he's a prototypical kind of quarterback you want, and you finally got the players around him. You've seen what he can do, which is yeah. very good. And then you've also seen the, the poor side of him. Yeah, so even, I, don't, I don't really understand why they're so willing to jump ship right now. When you see the other quarterbacks around, you're not I mean, doing that bad. Even last year's numbers did drop, but he still at least was – plus on the touchdown-interception ratio by a decent amount, 23 to 16. That's not great, but it's not like he threw 16 touchdowns, 16 picks. So yeah, he's, no. It's still not – it's not bad. I would like one more season with – let's see what he can do. And, you know, I'm going to completely just skip over the tight end section. <laughs> I, I mean, Mercedes Lewis. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Not excited. No. They, they could surprise us, but I'm not, I don't even care. No, I don't care at all. <laughs> so, Tennessee Titans, the final team in the South, which I, don't, I actually might be most interested in this team if, I feel like if, they draft a wide receiver. That's what I want to see them do. I can tell you already, if they draft a wide receiver, I'm going to be very excited about it. They have the fifth pick in the draft, and they have the 18th pick in the draft. So they have the chance to get a good receiver. They could have any of them they want at number five. If they want Mike Williams, they can have Mike Williams. If they want to wait around 18, they could get Corey Davis or John Ross. So I with a, the fifth pick and the what, 18th pick, I don't see how they leave that draft without one wide receiver. And I think they're I think they're gonna get one of those they're gonna get one of those three guys. And I think that will really just help Mariota's numbers. Then you got throwing the ball to Rashard Matthews, who I think is a, he's a, I would like him as a number two receiver. We talked about this a, a little while back about the Titans. We actually got a little actually excited about them in a way. But if they draft that wide receiver, I really like the I like the offense. Could be a lot, but Delaney Walker at tight end with I mean they have they, some options. So yeah, and I mean you still have uh, you haven't seen a whole lot from them, but they obviously drafted. Uh, sharp last year to be their wide receiver too. He's going to be in that position finally. Last year, feeling it out, yep. 500 yards, two touchdowns. They have a lot of really good talent, I feel. And also, I like the fact that they they cut a bunch of their dead weight last year, or as you know, as much as yep. they thought. So they got rid of you know uh, Green Beckham, and they got rid of Hunter. You know, very gifted athletes, but haven't really made the grade. They're making way for guys that are really producing. I like it. Mariota's up and coming. Like you said, Richard Matthews is a guy that flies under the radar like crazy. Um, actually, just to look at his stats real quick. They're not much better than Marquise Lee's, actually. It's just the touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Mar- but, that's not that's a knock against Richard Matthews. That's just, I would say, Mar- and, Marquise Lee's number surprised me. <laughs> yeah, and this is his first full year. This yeah. is his first year in Tennessee. He played all 16 games, 950 yards receiving with nine touchdowns as the number one. With a young quarterback and not a whole lot of help on the other side of the field. Yep. So I, I do. I think Richard Matthews could be a very, very good value pick. Um, Sharp could be kind we'll of see. one of these we'll guys see. that you could yep. throw a, a flyer at at the end of the draft. Yep. Um, I don't really care about Harry Douglas, their number yep. three. But if they did end up getting one of those other guys, it would be very interesting. And yep. I would prefer if it was one of the, the big guys. Because I feel like that would fill a role that they kind of need. Rashard Matthews is not a bruiser. He's not a big guy. Um, But, yeah, I like either one of those guys, Williams. Or if they really could get defense first in their top five pick, get just a shutdown guy. And then on the way back, you said 18th pick? Yep. They could definitely get one of those guys. I think somebody's going to be there. And it would be great if you could actually get um, my man from from Western. I think he would be perfect for that offense as well. I wouldn't if he, if he's gone and John Ross is there. Get John Ross. I'd be happy. Yeah, I mean you can't. Go I think wrong. they need one. So yeah, you absolutely do. And they they made no uh, no <laughs> no apologies for <laughs> for cutting anyone they didn't think was supposed to be there. So what what do you think about Mariota? I like him. I actually do. I I was starting to. I didn't. I don't know where this came from last year, but I started to like Mariota a lot more last year. I think his numbers. They're very really good. solid. They're very solid. I mean, this is nothing to do with fantasy, but look at this quarterback rating. It's very good. 91 and 95, those two seasons. That's a very good start for a young quarterback. That just shows that I think he has it under control. A lot of times you see this, 
they, the first two years they might not have these just massive numbers, but they show that they're good enough, good quarterback, have everything under control. Then all of a sudden, like year three, it can really start to jump. The actual the touchdowns and the yards, the yards aren't bad. Thirty four hundred, twenty six touchdowns. I think he's gonna have a jump, and his rushing numbers are just good enough to get you some extra points. They're not like they're just amazing. Like no. They're crazy off the and board, but I, it gets you some extra points there. I do kind of like that as well because it shows the team is not not exploiting that so much yeah. where you can't figure out where his points are going to come from. Because you see that. They'll go really, really super heavy on the rush. Yep. You'll, he'll have six touchdowns, and you're kind of wondering, can he make up for that? What's yep. going to happen? I feel like he's probably going to do about the same. So he, you can probably expect about 300 yards rushing with two or three touchdowns. Yep. And if his numbers keep going up, last year he had 3,400 yards passing with 26 touchdowns and only nine mm-hmm. interceptions. And the problem with him is, though, I wouldn't feel quite comfortable with him as my starter yet. But he's on that borderline where he's a dollar guy, basically, for me. Yeah, he, he, will, be, he will be. He's a dollar guy who's just, he's right there. Like He's got a, a big upside. And he's one of the guys I love to, I love to pair right so he yep, would be a wonderful yep. one and we talked about Roethlisberger last week um last podcast I should say he is a guy I would love to pair with someone like him yep. so you don't go balls to the wall paying for someone um and then have this guy back him up I think you could play Roethlisberger and all your home games like we joked about and you could play this guy the other ones and then if he blows up if Roethlisberger blows up you have two really good quarterbacks yep um, I do. I, I like him. It's the same to kind of deal with with uh, someone like Winston or those other quarterbacks yep. that are young yep. and, and capable of throwing the ball. And the last player to talk about, really, Delaney Walker. So Walker's interesting for me. 2015, the guy went nuts. 94 catches. He had over 1,000 yards, still six touchdowns. So he actually had more touchdowns this past year. He had seven touchdowns, mm-hmm. less yards, and about 30 less catches. But this catch, if you look at his overall numbers, like since he came to Tennessee, you can't look at his San Francisco numbers because he wasn't the guy. Mm-hmm. He's always about 60 catches. Just the 2015 numbers just jumped up. I don't. I think you probably are more expecting that 60 catch range, 800, 900 yards. Touchdown probably pretty decent. So he's better than those C.J. Fedorowicz players, those guys. He's better than that, but he's not quite at the top. He's not yeah. in those top, I, top guys. I think he would be a tier three guy for yeah. me. And he is, and he's a startable guy. He's a tight end one yet, but he's not going to yep. be the top tier. He's not he's necessarily a, bottom. He, he might be the start of the, the back end yep. the, tight end The thing one. is with him, though, I wouldn't, like, if you can get him for $2, <laughs> I'm going to pay for him, honestly. And, yeah, and I wouldn't mind spending a few more dollars on him. I, yeah. And, I like the situation he's in, too. I yep. think he's much more dependable than yep. a lot of the and other he's guys. Very, he is. He's right there. So he's just – he's. He's very startable. He's going to be consistent for you. He's just not – that 2015, I think, is just his career year, yard, catches and yards-wise. Touchdowns probably going to be – probably going to get six touchdowns this year, something like that. But I think he's very, very playable. Just don't expect those top-tier numbers from him. They didn't, especially if there's another receiver there. Could just have more to throw around. And actually, done with that, running backs. Let's yeah. finish it off. And the, the big one for this is – DeMarco Murray versus yeah. Derrick Henry. Both, I think we can agree, phenomenal, phenomenal yep. running backs. Or Derrick Henry, soon to be. And DeMarco Murray has already proved that he can do it for how many years? I still think, man, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on this. At one point, I really thought Derrick Henry's the guy to break out next year. DeMarco's going to make a fall. 
I think it's just going to be more of a 50-50 workload. I think that's where I'm kind of at on it. And I don't know what to expect. So the problem is DeMarco Murray is going to be drafted like a running back one because of the numbers he put up. But he's probably, as running back ones, he's probably the only guy who really has a, he might not necessarily 100% be getting all the carries when it comes down to it. You don't know for sure. He most if, if, you re, if you really had to put me on the spot and say, I still think he's going to get the majority of the carries, yes, I think he will. It's just I don't feel like it's a guarantee. And it, I think it'll start the year that way, but how quickly is it gonna is Henry gonna eat into that workload? That's where I'm wondering. Yeah. When it when that's gonna happen? Because I feel like it's gonna happen at some point. And I agree with you. And Demarco Murray put up amazing numbers last year. I mean, the guy is he really is a freak. I mean, he had one down year in those in Philly. Yep. Two years and the year before that, he just you will never repeat that year with Dallas. He had like 1,800 yards rushing. <laughs> but this one, he had. 1,200 yards about with nine touchdowns. Flip side of that is they already gave Henry 110 touches last year. He did very well with them, almost 500 yards with five touchdowns. Supposedly he's a goal line back as well. And we've been saying it is it makes the most sense to make it a closer to a 50-50 yep. split. I completely agree with you. So you have to believe that both of these guys are going to be worth owning it might actually get to a point where Henry is going to be a very, very expensive handcuff. Yes. And that's, and that's what scares me because Henry mm-hmm. is – or I'm sorry, because uh, Murray yep. is not going to be cheap and he's not young. Yep. yep. And Henry will be expensive for a backup. So do you really want to run the risk? I think it's in a, I think it's in a situ- situation you kind of avoid. And I think this is why but I like our, both our guys. Situation, I like both guys. This is also in our situation why we suggest you pay overpay or pay them value for the top three guys. Yep. Because if you have to pay 50 for Murray and then you might have to get Henry for some ridiculous price like 15 to 20. Yep. Who knows if he might go for that much. You're paying the same as you could go out and get Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, exactly. So I would do that. But yep. if you end up with either one of these guys, especially Murray to begin the year, you're going to be very, very happy. And Henry has the uh, the upside like no other, especially if you're in keeper leagues. Yep. Oh, yeah. Henry, if you can get him for 15, 20, and then all of a sudden he becomes – He's a guy next year maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So something to think yep. about. It's a very dangerous situation, a, but they're both unbelievable. Yeah, it's a situation I'm going to try to avoid this year, but not because I don't like both guys. It's just it's a, it's it's too murky for me mm-hmm. right now. I think that's it for the Titans. I think that's it for the AFC South. Yeah. So we will have only one more division next week to preview, and that'll be the AFC West. And we'll actually get to preview that division with all the draft picks. Yeah. We'll have, what, two episodes probably next week. We'll have one of them. We're going to just go over what happened in the draft. Where'd Fournette go? McCaffrey, Cook, where'd the quarterbacks go? Even though they're not going to really be fantasy relevant. We're still going to talk about them. Where'd those three receivers go? And was there any surprises? Maybe there'll be a mix in... Sneaking into the first round, who knows with that guy? He's yeah. some teams. He's not even on their draft board, and other teams, but he's good enough. So we'll see. But we'll have all of that to talk about next week, and then the AFC West, which could be an interesting division as always. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or FantasyFootballProfit.com. Or send us an email at FantasyFootballProfit at gmail.com, and we will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>